Welcome to the Not Quite Heroes Podcast, a real play Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition podcast set in the community built world of Aventhir. Dungeon Master, Stephen Garcia. Hey, I'm Emily Smith. I play Firefly the Shepherd Druid. And this is Mike. I play Thaddeus Dunhall II, Paladin, who follows an oath of vengeance. I'm Amy, and I will be playing Evanel. Hey, I'm Robert Baldino, and I'm playing Gale that comes in the night, the Tempest Cleric. Hey, I'm Wade. I play Rook, the Arcane Trickster. Last time on the Not Quite Heroes podcast, the combined group of Thaddeus and Evanel, who had been with the Millar trade caravan, and the group that has Gale, Firefly, and Rook, traveling with Tira Fulgrev, came together and encountered some situations on the road involving some guards and some prisoners that they felt were potentially unjustly being held, and so your group decided to essentially slaughter the guards, though you did spare one Davies Porter. And managed to seemingly, to the best of your understanding, it seems that he has tried to turn over a new leaf. You guys debriefed around a camp. Gale expressed his concern slash anxiety over the way that that encounter turned to violence so quickly. During the night, Thaddeus saw Davies trying to leave the camp. And he and Firefly followed him and saw him have some sort of breakdown over the, the last 24 hours of his life being completely changing and watching some people he worked with get killed, some threats on his life, turning over New Leaf, lots of different stuff there. You made it through the rest of the night and into the day where you traveled and you finally made it to the city of Feldhaven. Now to remind you, Feldhaven's a large city on a hill sort of a situation. As you approached it, you saw a large bridge made up of this this beautiful like gray-white stone leading up to almost the center of the hill. So it doesn't it doesn't go all the way up to the top, but where there's a gate around the bottom portion of the city you can see a distinct difference in the architecture that indicates to you that those who live in the bottom of this this city do not have very much. The middle section of the city is built of this like nice white, really square 90 degree angle sort of architecture. And then at the top, you can see kind of a third section of just very, very elaborate, beautiful looking buildings of some sort. As you guys approached, Erival kind of got hassled a little bit by one of the guards and forced to pay extra taxes in order to continue on to Emery to sell his wares. Tira was able to navigate through the guards fairly fairly easily, even with your four escaped and under-disguised prisoners. And you guys find yourself just on the other side of the gate, about 10.30 in the morning, still some clouds left over from the storm the day before. But the sun's peeking through. You can tell that today's going to be a warmer day. Erival walks over to you, Evanel, and, and Thaddeus, and says, this is where we say goodbye. I will be staying at the Drunken Lily and I expect the rogues to be returned there clean and quickly. I wish you the best, and I hope to not see you again. Did he pay us? Yes, he paid you. Well, he paid you through through basically today. Evanel had earlier requested, or had basically said, like, you don't need to. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, good luck. 
with life. <laughs> same, same to you. And he walks, walks, gets in his cart and starts, starts kind of riding off. So now what you have left is Tira and Fritz and the four prisoners and Dari, the old kind of kooky dwarf lady, and the five of you. And Tira looks at your group and says, um, I don't know what your two plans are, but um, with the wrinkle in what's happened on the road the last couple of days, I have to deal with something. But uh, if you want to, we can meet at the, at the Silver Cask probably later tonight. Like I said, I have... And she kind of glances over at the four ex-prisoners. I've, I've got to take care of this, but um, if, you, if you head that way, you can tell Fullheart, who's the, uh, the owner, that you're there to, to see me, and he'll probably give you at least a little bit of a break on brooms and stuff. I think um, you'll probably be in the city for about, about seven days before we head on further to Emery, so yeah, make yourselves comfortable. If there's anything you want to know about the city, the, uh, where we're at is called the White Walk, and as you look around, you see that white stone that was kind of on this bridge. All the architecture, in particular the ground, is covered with this this really, really beautiful, like, white cobblestone all through it. This is, this is the White Walk. This is uh, where people like to live in Feldhaven. There's a, there's a merchant's district. There's a few fun stores. Kind of on the, on the north end, there's a, a very beautiful garden, if you like that. In the lower sections of the city is called the Valley. Your average person doesn't want to live there. I personally like the people there. Though they're not quite as safe. The guards do less patrolling in that, that region. And I'm sure you noticed, and she points up at the buildings, those lovely buildings up there that is called the Perch. That's where government officials and the wealthiest of the wealthy stay. Probably can't even get in there if you wanted to, but I wouldn't want to spend time with those, those people anyways. If you don't need anything from me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go about this. And she gestures to Fritz kind of start getting everybody in their cart moving. Actually, uh, should we get them some, maybe not super expensive, but different clothes before we return the uh, fancier stuff? That's not a bad idea. I'd be happy to go with them to a clothier's or something. I'm going to actually need them to go with me, but um, if you wanted to pick them up, some clothes, maybe bring it, bring it tonight. They'd be very appreciative and, and kind of all four of them kind of give a, yeah, that would be, that would be fantastic. We, we don't have much. Sort of a sort of a response. Sounds great. I'll do that. Thank you. Of course. Well, I will hopefully. I hope to see you tonight. It's it's your choice. But we're we'll be off. And so the five of you, unless anybody else has anything they would like to say to her or Fritz or the, the their other companions, kind of watch them right off into the the fairly busy city. Um, so you are just outside of the gates or inside of the gates of Feldhaven. Is there anything you'd like to do? I guess go get these people some clothes. Okay. Did Davies go with them? Uh, Davies did, yes. Okay. Yes, Fritz is Fritz has been staying, I would say, uncomfortably close to him. Mm-hmm. Aww, Davies. It doesn't make me nervous at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, if you're looking for for shops, she would have indicated that there is there is a merchant section in in this White Walk. You don't know exactly where it is, but you can find it pretty easily. You think. You could definitely head that way if you like. Yeah, let's go. Who wants to come shopping with me? Um, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, shopping's not a bad idea. Be nice to clean up a bit. Oh, definitely. All right, so why don't you roll me an investigation check, Evanel, since you're kind of leading the charge. Okay. Uh, not so bad. Not my best, but not my worst. Ten. Okay, yeah, so you 
our, I don't know, Evanel's got that, that general optimism and pep in her step, if you will. And so you kind of, the rest of the group, you kind of feel like you pass the same place a couple times, but eventually you do make it to kind of a distinct market section. There's a few kind of carts selling, selling produce out in the a stall. Stall square. Yeah, there's there's stalls kind of out in the square around most of the shops are lined up. And you can see there's a, there's a good variety of shops. You do pick out one that seems to focus primarily on, on clothing. No sign on the door or anything like that, but or, or no, no big fancy sign, so you don't know what it's called necessarily. But you do uh, you see clothes in the window and see people coming out with what looks like new, new clothing draped over their shoulders and, and whatnot. Shopping! Okay, so yes, I will find a place to get some clothes. I probably kind of wrote down everybody's... Probably not necessarily sizes, but whatever I would write down. Yeah. So in this, in that kind of clothes shop that you see, as you enter it, it's it's got a few a few people. It's not it's not super busy, but you get the sense that they get regular business. You see, kind of behind a counter, a about five foot eight, heavier set elf woman dressed in what looks to be kind of the nice the nicest clothes that you would see in here. But you actually you can pick out very similar items. She's definitely trying to show show them off. As you walk in, she says, Ah, welcome, welcome. What can I do for you all? You look lovely. Ah, oh, thank you. As do you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, we, had, huh, we had a rough time on the road, so I'm actually looking for some clothes for the rest of my uh, companions. Oh, of course, of course. I'm sure we can help you. Yes. Do you recommend anything specific, or should I just take a look around? As you can see, we've got a lot of different styles. As you look kind of behind her, you actually see a few a few cloaks that have that similar... Looks like it has a, has a similar enchantment to the robes that the Erival let the the prisoners wear with kind of some some moving moving designs but there's there's a section kind of to your left of what looked to be kind of more work work oriented tough but well made meant to get dirty kind of clothes and then you see kind of towards the right or where it's kind of more fineries things you'd wear to more formal events and whatnot um, and you can see there's lots of different sizes there's like a, a very clear dwarf section do they have anything sort of like in between in between, like the the fancy and like the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's some casual day wear, if you will. <laughs> kind of a lot of it's a lot of it's nice, like cotton looks looks light. There's some some that have some fun patterns. Uh, a lot of blues and greens. Got a lot of traditional elven embroidery on on some of them, but not not too fancy. Where it's like it's like stitched as opposed to like a a, a true like metallic color. It's, it'd be like a yellow small pattern stitched in on on top of like the blue cloth yeah no totes Mm -hmm. okay cool i will buy uh according to everybody's uh skin palette (laughs) (laughs) to the best of your ability yeah okay she's all right and then as she kind of she kind of looks looks at you and, and your group and as you're the one kind of making the purchases she says have you checked out some of these i think these would bring out that that golden hair of yours very lovely and points to some just some really elegant like a really elegant robe or cloak that could go over over anything how much would it uh do you think that it would cost to get the in-between clothes for everybody first she goes well this this would 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 cost you that's it's not too much it'd probably be about three gold for the lot of it oh Perfect. How much is the cloak? And as as you're looking at it, you see you see kind of these leaves falling down the side of it, one of the arms. And she goes, "That'll run you about about seventy five gold." Oh, 
Well, it's very lovely, but unfortunately, that's not within my price range at the moment. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, maybe you find a little little gold and treat yourself to something nice sometime. I'll definitely remember here. <laughs> okay, well, I've got this, and I kind of, she kind of looks at uh, Gail for a little bit, and then kind of looks around like, are there any hats? Like one with like huge feathers in them? Because I don't know, she just feel like feels like he needs one for some reason. <laughs> Roll another investigation check. <laughs> Gail, meanwhile, is just kind of looking around the store, Ooh. thinking to himself, like. What? This is so much. These are all so expensive. What is this? I got a 17. Yeah, you see you see behind the counter this, like, really, really nice brimmed, like, a stereotypical pirate's captain hat. One of the sides is, is kind of pinned up. It's got a, got a couple big feathers coming off of it. This nice, like, red leatherish color of material. It looks It looks nice. How much is it? Uh, she... She looks at you and says, that one runs runs about one gold. <gasps> okay, I will take the hat and then all of this. And- ah, fabulous. And you guys exchange, exchange your stuff and she says, uh, well, if you ever need anything else, maybe something for a little bit more of a nice evening out, if you will, please come back. I absolutely will. Thank you so much. Of course. Enjoy your day. You as well. She kind of goes back to putting some things back and... You had moved moved a few of her pieces, and so she's folding stuff behind where you were, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And while while all this is happening, you guys look over, and Firefly is over in the extremely fancy dress clothes area, and is kind of like poking and prodding at the frills and the lace and the buttons, um, and finds this very nice pair of of trousers, and starts digging into the pockets and realizes they're fake. Just, like, <laughs> sewn onto the front and just turns up her nose and tilts her head to the side, staring at these strange pants and just looks very confused and looks over at Evan L. This is just kind of like, what? Uh, yeah, and, and, and Gail kind of gives you the like, I don't know, shrug as well. What is it, what is it for? <laughs> well, uh, they're just there to look neat, I guess. It's a fashion thing sometimes. If, if you know a seamstress, you can add actual pockets if you want. I, well, I just, I really think I was in the wrong industry. <laughs> this is, yeah. Really what it is, is that in case you're not someone who's going to iron your clothes, they don't want to mess up the shape of the garment by having actual pockets, but they want to have the look of pockets. So they put fake pockets on there, but they can't have anything put in them so that the pants don't stick out weird. It's very weird and silly. So, uh, <laughs> I know I know this isn't what you meant, but I didn't really understand what that meant. And really, it just made it sound like you were trying to make some of the pants out of iron. You're supposed to iron, <laughs> iron your pants? Yeah, Do that, sounds, that doesn't sound like practical what does that armor. Mean? It means there are really nice clothes that you want to keep very nice and make sure they don't get wrinkled. Mm-hmm. You need to heat up a hot metal iron block, basically, with a handle on it, and then run it over that, and it smooths the wrinkles out. I, I, are you making this up? No. But why? Yeah. Just so you look nice. Huh. Huh. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's I'm not saying it's smart. I'm just saying it happens. <laughs> People make money from selling these irons too, right? Oh yeah, like why? Whoa, why did I sail for so long? <laughs> Apparently, I should have just made clothes without 
pockets and not out of armor or iron and could have just retired. Well, it does take a lot of skill and you have to be good, like, with some materials. If the iron is too hot, you can burn them. So it, it takes a little bit of... I mean, I, I navigate out on a ship. That also requires a large amount of skill. Oh, no, I'm just saying it's like, I don't think you'd make much more money as a laundress than you would as a sailor. Hmm. But anyway, speaking of clothing, and she uh, like puts the hat on his head and like adjusts it so it's very nice. Perfect. You mean he does like a <laughs> as as the side with the pinup like his his ears fine, but the other one goes over one of his ears and kind of like shifts it and like kind of <laughs> gets it so that it, one of his his other ears like sticking out, kind of like bent by the hat. <laughs> she pins the other side up for you. <laughs> um. Th- thank you. You look adorable. Oh, oh, um, oh, oh, okay. I don't. This is very strange. As you're doing that, the uh, the elf woman pulls off a, a nice a nice coat. It's, it's black and got some like silver like silver buttons and trim. That as you know, this you should try this on. You would be amazed at how you would look at look with with this would go wonderful with that hat. Oh yeah. Does does it have pockets? <laughs> Uh, that's a good question, actually. I would really like to know. It'd be weird if it didn't. <laughs> uh, she says, this this actually does have functional pockets, yes. Interesting. Uh. But also, wouldn't all the sea salt spray kind of ruin that color? Why would you... It's not very good for camouflage, is it? I mean, this is a true black. You can't blend into the forest well. That too. They're not... Or the sea. They're not They're not for that. You, you lot aren't from here. Are you? No. Because I don't know if you're like like the sea is like three and a half weeks away from here. Hmm. So yeah, the salt's not a big deal, and that's true. If you're in the city, there's not a lot of forests to blend in. I uh-huh. guess if you were spending a lot of time in the Azure Garden, but I don't know why you would be hiding. Are you implying that we need a different cloak for every environment? If you want to be camouflaged, I suppose, but... Yeah, need is a funny word. I don't know. <laughs> Do we need anything? Yes, food. I agree. Would both of you, would both of you look wonderful in some of, some of my ways? You would, you would look stunning. How much is the coat? Wait, I can stun people with the cloak? That seems useful. Yeah, wait. I mean, if you try hard enough, yes. <laughs> How effective is this stun? <laughs> Firefly starts looking at the cloak to see if she becomes stunned. <laughs> go out, go outside and like let uh, let something blow your skirt up. That usually helps. What? Uh, never mind. He's not wearing a skirt. But if he was, do we need a do we need a skirt as well? I mean, you could. You'd look so good in a skirt. I'm so confused. It would be so cute. I'm. I'm not. Gail leans into. Firefly is like, what is a skirt? <laughs> uh, uh, okay, pants, mm-hmm. but with only one leg, and it's very wide. Oh, okay, yeah, I've seen those just, you know, eat. I mean, I've worked with females all the time, but, the, you know, they, you don't wear a skirt when you're a sailor, very impractical. Or when you're working in general, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean I've, I've seen I've, a couple. Some, yeah, I've, we've had a few passengers, I just haven't had a name to it. Which is like, right. man, that's weird, but okay. <laughs> Evanel is wearing a dress. She's like, it's the bottom part of this. Right. Hmm. Regardless, the, the jacket will, will run you a, about four gold. What? That's so much money. <laughs> Those 
buttons are all real silver, and you what? look at them, and they're, they're like they've got some really fine designs on on each one of the buttons, and it's. Gail, it's try a- it on. Try it on. Try it on. Wait, so this is basically just like a currency exchange. Like I'm giving you gold to get these little silver coins on my on my coat is what I'm hearing. Well, and to have a very cool coat. Everything is a currency exchange. Maybe we could do we cut them off and use them for currency exchange later? That's that's what it seemed like to me. You could in an emergency. She looks at you with the most deadpan like <laughs> you could not have said anything more insulting to <laughs> <laughs> And, and she just pulls the coat away. She, why would you? This is a this is a work of art. People will see you and 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 know that you have wonderful taste. They will think you look look amazing, what, stunning. Yes, stunning. You would be stunning. Well, he. This is not not really fit for you, but <laughs> <laughs> we have. No, I, th- I think it could work. It, wait, and I mean, it has enough pockets. I feel like I feel like it's a must-have for you. Are you gonna are you gonna cut the buttons off my off my coat? I promise I will not let them do that. Well, I mean, not not uh, unless I bought it, which I probably will not, because that's a lot of money. Yeah. Well, if you're gonna buy the coat, buy the coat. I have people who are less confusing to me that I need to help. I mean, it's please don't worry about us. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all relative, because not gonna lie, you're I'm I'm just still a bit confused here as well. Well. And she like try she she regathers herself, takes a big breath. It was lovely to meet you. I would be happy to help you if you were looking for a new style. I'll just if you need anything, please come get me. Yes. And she she hangs it back up and walks off to another another customer. <laughs> Guys. She seemed nice. Yeah. <laughs> she was was very nice. You guys well, you tried your best on that front. Yeah, I mean, this is this is actually the furthest inland I've ever been, to be, now that you think about it. No, oh, yeah, it's it's totally fine. But just the thing is, like, uh, she went to a lot of work to make these. So if you say you want to cut the buttons off it, that probably makes her a little upset. Mm. But isn't that the value, right? The buttons? It's like a it's like a coin purse. I mean, it's it's part of the value. No, I think it's... I think that it's the stunning effect. Yeah, most of the value is in how it looks on you and how it looks to people in general. Like, it would exude, say if you had, <sighs> this is kind of hard to explain. Okay, so people who have, who do very well for themselves, like to show that they do very well for themselves. And so if you wear something that has something simple like buttons made out of actual silver, they don't serve any purpose, but it's kind of showing that, yes, I have station and wealth enough to have actual silver buttons that I don't need to use to spend money. They're just to fasten my clothes. Oh. But why? Oh, Firefly, Firefly. Remember remember that boat that we saw that he got their, like, stuff back for? Yeah. How it was all fancy and kind of dumb and impractical? Right. I think it's that. But for, like, people. Huh. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't that just mean you get robbed more? It depends on where you are. Mm-hmm. If you are going to a place like a party or, or a certain market district or you're just outside, like, it's sort of uh, showing yourself off to other people you know as well. So hopefully there wouldn't be anyone there that would rob you. Strange. 
Yeah, it's pretty weird. You know a lot about this kind of stuff. I just talk to a lot of people. <laughs> Besides, I've been traveling with someone who makes very fancy clothes. See, you can kind of see there's some stuff like that in the back. Oh, yeah. Anyway, if you want this very fancy coat, I think it would look very good on you, and I would love to buy it for you. I... 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 I that feels like... That feels unnecessary. There's... But it would go so good with your hat. But it also... That's a lot of food. Like, I could feed myself for a long time with four gold. And have. I mean, me too. Yeah. But it would still look really good, though. Um... I'm gonna get it! What? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't stop you, I guess. And also, Evanel kind of wants to go through and see if she can find a similar coat for Firefly that <laughs> she wouldn't hate so much and that has actual pockets. Roll an insight check on Firefly to see if you <laughs> can figure out her style. <laughs> uh, I have a pretty good idea as a person, but... <laughs> and thus yeah. begins Evanel's arc of becoming, like, a fashion consultant. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't do great. I got eight. <laughs> Can I assist by just leaning over me, like, lots and lots of pockets? <laughs> yeah, sure. 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 Why not? <laughs> So I got an eight, and it's not very good. And so, but I am going to say, what I'm going to make sure of is that there are lots of pockets. Yeah. Well, Gail asked if he could assist you, so yeah, he, I'm trying oh, to get with advantage. Oh, yeah. 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 Duh. <laughs> oh, that's better. That's eighteen. Yes. Uh, okay. So I like. I like to imagine that Evanel was looking at just the most impractical, like very beautiful. Jacket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Firefly, Firefly, (laughs) what would be something stylistically that you that she might be okay with? So I think anything. Well, maybe not black, but like a dark gray or like a dark green. Mm -hmm. Um, something that's like impractical velvet, but it's really, really soft. Okay. Yeah. What about something that's like legit fur? Mm, Maybe not. Okay. (laughs) She she likes the animals too much. Got it. Okay, yeah. So you you find kind of a similar styled coat to Gail's where, yeah, like stylistically they, they fit together a little bit. But this deep green, incredibly soft with just hidden pockets, side pockets, <gasps> all sorts of pockets. Oh, God. It doesn't have the same, like the, the buttons and stuff aren't, aren't quite as nice. So it's a little less expensive, but everything's still very, very neat and tidy and definitely far nicer than probably anything that Firefly has on her that you can see, at least. Cool. How much are these two coats together? I said four gold for the, uh... Yeah, for mine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she says, um, I think you can, you can take those for let's say, five gold, five silver. Alrighty. Is there ten silver and a gold? Yeah. Okay. And she says, what you're doing for these two is good. They need, they need help. (laughs) 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 Everybody's different. I think she's lived in the forest for most of her life, and I think he's lived on the ocean for most of his life. So you know what happens. It's fine. People live those places on purpose. Yeah. Like she's she's shocked. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they're gonna, you know, without more things like this, they're gonna stick out like like a sore thumb in the middle of this town. Oh, don't worry. It it it'll be okay. I I I've got an eye on. That's good, because people will start thinking they belong in the valley, and you don't want that. You don't want that. Uh, and she takes takes the money and goes and puts it away and kind of continues about her business. 
Thank you. Well, that goes on since since Gail could kind of probably see what was like what they were talking about. We know where Fireflies. I I think I don't think she's ever left this city or a city before. Also, I think she thinks we're sore thumbs. Um, and I haven't run into that one before, so I'm not sure how to process that one. Evanel <laughs> comes over and she's like, I really think they don't like poor people here. Yeah. Which, considering what we've seen so far, not surprising. <laughs> anyway, here's your coats. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. Um, I guess, well, I guess I know to say thank you, but wow. Okay. Firefly just takes the code and like looks up at Evanel very cautiously and starts taking the things out of her pockets and putting them into the new pockets. Daggers. Kind of like a scared cat, like she's gonna take it away. Uh, and then dagger like, transfer. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole bunch of daggers. Uh, and then uh, Bluebell pops out from behind and like hops into the the breast pocket. Nice. Of the new packet. And she'll point out, like, ooh, you know what? That pocket would fit that dagger great. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Gail starts doing the same thing. And you see he just has a bunch of random knickknacks. But most of them appear to be, like, like rabbit's feet and, like, little luck charms. Hmm. And you just, like, they're putting, like, very fastidiously into different pockets. Don't show Bluebell the rabbit's feet. Oh, God. Yeah. Firefly, <laughs> <laughs> like, turns the jacket away. He makes a point to, like, <laughs> not do the one while either of them are looking. <laughs> okay. Um, is there anything else you guys want to do here? You can continue looking around the city. Yes. There's... You could... T- I mean, you guys could go wash up you've technically both been on the road for like three and a half weeks oh yeah almost four weeks we could go uh go get a room at the inn right now and just have it be there for one way later yeah yeah no and then we can switch out the clothes and then go take the the cloaks to arvel and see the sights it'll be great i am interested to see what a city is like when you're not just in port for a few days Oh, yeah. I want to see that garden. It sounds lovely. That does sound nice. Uh, I wonder how you'll feel about the garden, Firefly. It's like a little from most gardens that I've heard of or seen. It's like sort of a... I don't know. It might be like caged nature to you. Huh. Guess we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> so where are, you guys, where are you guys headed to first? Uh, uh, I think probably the inn. Do we want to change the silver cask? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you guys happen to know Tyr would have kind of given you this information that it's it's in the White Walk. So you head kind of in the general direction where she pointed you, and as you kind of leave the 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 merchant section of of the city, you you see one just a giant silver pint <laughs> on on top of a building. Um, that's a nice building. All these buildings are. Or that white stone. It's, it's a it's a very nice building, and and from that you hear this deep booming, beautiful singing voice, just like echoing down the street from that building. Intrigued. And as you enter in, you open these two wooden square wooden doors that have a little bit of kind of silver trim and decoration around around the the outside of the of the door. And as you open it, you hear a little, a little bell dingle or dingle. Didn't like that word. <laughs> Cannon. <laughs> um, and as that opens, 
there you see where that big booming voice is coming from. To the left, there's like a stage, a performing stage, and on it, singing to nobody. It's 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 like 11 o'clock. Not very many people are in the inn tavern area. There's just a woman tending the bar and this large Goliath. And they are about seven and a half feet tall, very heavy set, bald head, clean shaven, very fine clothes. And as you walk in, he looks at your group with your new your new cloak coats and just with this big, big welcoming gesture and smile says Welcome to the Silver Cast. I'm Fullheart. Can I can I be of assistance? Can I hug you? Of course, my dear. Come, come. Yay! <laughs> and he, he just wraps his big arms around you. Um, you can tell he's he's a little he's he's a little soft, but very strong. And it's just a nice, warm, reassuring hug <laughs> that you as a human matter. <laughs> How lovely. Ah, uh, that was a good hug. Well, what 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 can I do for you all? Uh, we're actually looking to get a couple rooms, if possible. Oh, of course, of course. Would you like some drinks while while you're at it? It's it's early. It's a beautiful day. You guys want some drinks? Um, I think I think I'm good on the drinks, but now. You two, come here, come here, come here, come, come, come up close, please, please, <laughs> my tabaxi friend. Hi, hi, hi. Hello, welcome. Hi. Might I ask what your name is? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm Gale that comes in the night. Gale that comes in the night. That is a wonderful name. Yeah. That is a wonderful yeah. name for a wonderful, a wonderful person. Welcome, welcome. And you? <gasps> Firefly is in a. Uh, Firefly's in like the the frame of the door going into the into this establishment. It just looks very uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> uh. And she says, uh, I'm, I'm Firefly. We're, we're here to meet Tira later. Um, Tira is in town! Yes. You do not say. No, no, she does say. <laughs> oh, I have not seen her in a long time. That is wonderful news. Please, please, Firefly, come in. Uh, she, she steps like two feet into the room. <laughs> have you, you, you all look like you've, you've traveled a lot recently. And he, he kind of holds up his hand. And sings sings just a quick little tune at, at all three of you, and the dirt and dust just kind of kind of vanish off of you. Whoa! Thank you. Hmm. Of course, of course. Friends of Tira are friends of mine. Well, how did you do that? Uh, it's it's a spell. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's called magic. I, I mean, assume you've lived long enough to see some of it. Yeah. Do you want yeah. to see more? And he he starts making some like uh-huh. some colorful sparks fly. Uh. What's your favorite smell, my friend? My, my favorite smell? Yeah, just it takes you home. Um, the sea? Yeah, sea Salt air, water? Maybe. Fresh sea air. Nah, that's kind of, I think it's like stew after day's work, because you kind of smell sea the whole time. It's kind of like, yeah, no, that's it's kind of like saying, smelling the air. He sings a slightly different different tune, and you, you just smell fresh cooked stew around you. Oh, just like the cook used to make. <laughs> <laughs> My very good friend, the cook. Oh, I mean, uh, he was kind of a weird guy. He like he was like, oh, it's a title, so call me by my title. That is weird. That is strange. Yeah. Uh, and he yells, he yells back to the the woman at the bar. Lilia, please bring us some ale, bring us some food. I want to sit down with these new friends. Oh, oh, yes, of course. <laughs> um, yeah. And so he, he, he just like drags a table right in front of where. <laughs> 
Just the whole table. Yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a very big man. No, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and kind of not on purpose, but kind of bumps you all into chairs with it. Yeah. <laughs> And then pulls there's like an extra big chair by the uh, by the stage that he goes and grabs and sits down in and well brings it to the table and sits down in. So tell me, why are you here? How do you know Tira? Also, I real quick, I do imagine like him and Evanel right next to each other, like talking, and then Firefly and Gail just on the complete opposite side of the table, just like I'm not to be <laughs> noticed too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, uh, these two know her a little better than I do. I just met her on the road, but these two are traveling with her. I, I mean, really, uh, oh, uh, I mean, really, Gail knows her better than I do. Right, Gail? No, not really. Uh, we know, we actually know her the same amount. Alright, alright, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I feel like you've talked to her more than me. Kind of. And, she, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't say anything. Awkward silence, and we just <laughs> stare at each other. <laughs> yep, that happens. Yeah. Uh, do you do you know when she's supposed to be here? I'd heard she'd sent word that she was coming up this way, but she didn't tell tell me specifically when. She sent me a letter a few weeks back, but ah, oh, this is such good news. <laughs> well, we all arrived today, uh, so I'm sure she'll be along. Probably not too long from now, but she wasn't super specific, but she said she had to go take care of something first. Hmm. I think tonight. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, if, if you need... How many rooms do you think you'll need? I'll, I'll get them right for her. Did Fritz Did Fritz join her? Yes. Is Fritz here too? Yes. <laughs> I love that orc. <laughs> he loves to have a good time. Oh, good. Um, should we double up or triple up? Or how do we want to do it? Uh, that depends on how big the rooms are, I guess. Yeah. That's true. Are you are you asking him, or are you just get, trying to get a sense of from what you see? I guess ask him. We'll ask him. Yeah. We have rooms to accommodate all. We, I've been lucky enough to have built up a fine establishment, and we've got a lot of space. It's really up to you. Uh, I think, by my count, uh, should we? I don't think we're getting rooms for me, for our four, five new friends, right? Just us and Fritz and Tiara. I mean, depends. Do we know where they're going? No. Yeah. Maybe so. we should just get the five uh, not caravan people rooms, since that's who we know are for sure staying here. How many rooms do you have? Uh, available or in all? Available. Uh, let me go check. I don't. I don't do all the bookkeeping. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he stands up and wanders back. Um, as that happens, the door jingles. Um, <laughs> And you see Thaddeus and Rook kind of come in, and he says, Ah, welcome! <laughs> Greeting, friends! Please, have a seat, find some food! And they see you you three, um, and they just kind of both quietly, like, This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Walk we on just over make, like, very strong eye contact. <laughs> I, I can't wait to, to hear about their unrelated travels that they also went on at the same time. <laughs> oh, me too. I bet it's a great adventure. <laughs> and you will. Next time on the Not Quite Heroes podcast.
Hey, this is Steven, your friendly internet DM. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you've enjoyed the story so far, we would be very grateful if you would take the time to give us a five-star rating and leave us a review on iTunes or however you listen to Not Quite Heroes. Did you know we started a Patreon? If you'd like to support us and help us bring more D&D content to the internet, we would love your support. Have ideas for what kind of exclusive content you'd like to see? Tweet at us at mqhpodcast or email us at notquiteheroespodcast at gmail.com with your ideas. We're now affiliated with Dice Envy, a dice company based in Los Angeles, California. They offer high-end dice at affordable prices, with metal dice priced 25% less than their competitors. My favorite set is their seven-piece rainbow dice, which I regularly use on the podcast. You can check out their wares on bit.ly slash notquitedice or by clicking the link on our Twitter page. Theme music, the song Not Quite Heroes by Dave Cole of the Four Orbs podcast. Sound effects and music in this episode were found at TabletopAudio.com. Sirenscape, check them out at www.sirenscape.com and zapsplat.com. Also featuring the song Wholesome by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. In the Witchgrave Covenant, like many other fantasy realms, it's the heroes that save the day. Slaying dragons, rescuing villages, delving dungeons... They're the people you go to when evil is afoot in the land. Ever wonder what happens when those heroes aren't around? Sometimes, when sinister forces are at work, the only people you've got to call on are the town doctor. I'm not gonna lie to you, this is going to hurt. That crazy lady who raises mules. They have to be glossy at all times. <laughs> and the gnome kid that runs the dispensary. You know Big Milo down at Newbridge? He's got mules as well. That's right. It's time for the NPCs to step up and save the day. I think I killed some. I did kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you were healing trauma on one of the most renowned highwaymen in the area. Also true, but... Ain't no mule, that's a donkey. What? Or maybe they'll just make everything worse. The Session Tapes, Children of the Covenant. Fridays at www.thesessiontapes.com Also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a tale of four unlikely heroes. Sequa, she wanders the land, boasting that she never visits the same town twice. Josiah Black, he's rarely seen without a shovel, as though he likes to remind people what his job is and where they're headed. Deputy Sheriff, a black dragonborn who is on a quest of vengeance. Lakoa, the half-orc druid, she serves as the town's mystical consultant and healer. On a quest to find a blood-draining monster to save the town of the quiet. Along the way, they'll run into trouble such as the law, monsters, villains, and wildcards. Join Westerns and Wagons at high noon every Monday to follow along with their Wild West tale as they seek justice, righteousness, and adventure. You can find them wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.